Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. We're here for this week's matchup show with co-host Frazier Tafar. Frazier, how you doing? Doing good, Ken. Can't believe it's week 10 already and uh, more than almost halfway through the season and looking forward to this big, big NFC, AFC North matchup against the Browns. Yeah, it is unbelievable, isn't it? But it seems like that's true every football season. It's like it just goes so quickly and you just got to appreciate every week of a season like this and hopefully... Uh, it goes where we want it to go in the postseason in particular, but uh, but we're moving along at a, at a high rate. Let's jump right into it. Um, I'll uh, I'll start on the defensive side of the ball this week. Uh, Deshaun Watson is back. He wasn't there, obviously, for the first game against the Browns. That was a big advantage for the Ravens, who, who really uh, took DTR to the woodshed. But uh, I think the Ravens in this game, the biggest offensive threat to the Ravens is going to be uh, Cooper, Amari Cooper, and what he can do. Um, he has a lot of ability to work underneath and across the field, but he's probably most dangerous when he's beating a defense over the top. Um, the Ravens have the ability to take that away. And in the absence of Nick Chubb, I think that makes a lot of sense to continue with their cover two scheme, which has worked against everybody else in the league in terms of, of uh, really discouraging the deep pass and, and uh, putting the clamps down on – uh, explosive plays and frankly supporting their cornerbacks into some some fantastic play. Brandon Stevens, I, I posted something on Twitter yesterday about his statistics in in particular where he ranks in the league. He's having a fantastic year, and I think part of it, at least, is the safety play behind him from uh, from Geno Stone. Not that he hasn't improved tremendously himself, but anyway, I'd like to see them uh, take away Cooper deep, control the pocket with a spy, uh, and Queen is kind of ideal for that in terms of his speed. And make Watson feel the pressure without numbers in this game. I think they, they do have some certainly have some advantages on against a Browns offensive line, which is banged up. Yep. I think uh going back to Cooper, do you think the Ravens will have Marlon traveling with him or they'll just play their same game, Marlon on one side and Stevens on one side? As of right now, I'd say Stevens right cornerback, Marlon left cornerback, and you stick with that. All, all game long. I, I don't think there's a need right now or so much of a differentiation between the two that you have one travel. Although Marlon's playing better. The thing about Marlon, he's set a lot of flags this year. And he, he's uh, 104 quarterback rating against is kind of a function of a small sample size and one yeah. touchdown allowed. But he's been great these last four weeks in terms of uh, everything but flags. Yeah, I agree with everything you say. I think Cooper is definitely their main threat. Um, I think Elijah Moore has came on in the past couple of weeks pretty strong. So he could be one of those outside threats that we have to watch for. But like you said, Watson is someone who holds the ball pretty long. And he likes to try to kind of stay in the pocket a little too long to make that extra play. But if we can just get pressure around him, I think 
that 2019 game that we had against Houston is pretty, pretty showing of what Watson can do when he doesn't have time or nothing is set. So I think it's just disrupting what we have going on. Yeah, that that 2019 game was what I call Star Wars trash compactor pressure. It was they were very slow getting to Watson in that game, but they had a bunch of cleanup sacks by keeping a much rush going, controlled rush lanes, and they eventually just made made him very nervous seeing what he did in front of him. They they they're built to do exactly that again right now. You know, they're, yeah. they're a compound pressure team. They don't have to get really undisciplined to do it. And, and uh, you know, if if they do allow the rush lanes to break down, they have a player like Patrick Queen who has real speed to go after Watson. And I think the play that really showed that was the interception that Josh Bynes had when he threw it across his body yeah. when he was kind of boxed in a little bit. I think we need to get Watson into that kind of mindset where he's kind of just, you know, flustered, not really sure of what he's doing because I think he still is having accuracy issues and not being able to deliver the ball effectively, especially intermediate and short. So it's going to be crucial we get to his head early in the game. All right. Josh Bynes, though, if you don't remember it, threw back over the middle of the field very late. And Josh Bynes was just in one of his first games with the Ravens. He might have been, you know, fourth game or something. And it was right around the line of scrimmage that he intercepted the ball. It's just like it broke every rule of where you throw the football late. Yeah, and it's crazy. He threw it right to the back, which is impressive. But Bynes is right there. So that was a little less impressive. But um, for my matchup, I have the Ravens simulated pressure versus Watson. Um, They have a banged up offensive line coming into the game. They don't have their starting left tackle, correct? Yeah, Jed Wills, I don't think, is going to play. And Conklin, of course, was injured, I think, in the very first game of the year. So they're they're without either tackle. Yes, so it's going to be crucial that we are able to show them one thing, bring another, and have Watson confused from the first snap of the game. I think uh, we did a good job with Geno Smith um, really mixing it up, having uh, edge blitzes and bringing the corner and not bringing the corner. It's just the thing that lacked in this Ravens defense for years is timing the blitz. The Ravens used to just be stand up in your face and whoever's coming is coming. Now it seems like Roquan and Patrick are timing their blitzes just elite. Like last week, I'm pretty sure uh, PQ came in from the left side of the formation, timed it perfectly and came right through as the guard was pulling and made the tackle in the backfield. I think if we continuously show pressure and then say Millet comes right at the ball, snap of the ball, the offense cannot adjust or block that up. So it's crucial that we have these surprise pressures and make sure that they don't know where we're coming from. That's a great point. I mean, not giving away your off-ball blitzes early is a big thing. Uh, you know, and, and in particular from slot corner, it's easy for the slot to give his up early by creeping in a little bit, but you want to have that, that late movement. And sometimes you really do want to go before the snap and be, you know, get a running start from that yep. slot corner position in, in truth. But once you do, and, and, you know, the snap count is one later, uh, the quarterback has a chance to, to not make that call and have a chance to reset his line and, and, uh, and figure out how to get you blocked up. So uh, it's, it is, it is something we've seen, Obviously, the Ravens very effective with their slot blitzes with, with six yep. 
pretty much direct <laughs> run-in sacks uh, among the among the slot corner uh, so far this year. It's a, a little ironic for me because before the season, I was watching like 2008 Ravens film, and the precision we had on the blitzes. I mean, it looks like we brought the house at the snap of the ball, and it's that kind of defensive play that we need. To, we're getting back to. I mean, it's obvious, but consistently having that just surprise factor it looks like there's 11 guys going right at the quarterback but in reality they just timed the snap very well yeah the the one thing we've seen from queen and roquan in particular is they do a lot of alternation meaning one is up and one is back Mm -hmm. um, in terms of simulated pressure and they i don't i think they've done a very good job of not showing a pattern on who drops and who rushes out of that so you got a chance for it to be either player, even in that situation. And so far, I think they've they've trusted pretty well the ability to not have that dropper be as um, compromised as they can be if they have to cover like a seam route from a from a tight end yep. who's in line, for example. Um, I think they do. They've done a very good job of that. Now, if if the it is something that if Watson has a great game reading hot, it. it necessarily limits what options the Ravens have in terms of uh, using simulated pressure um, and using some other things that uh, uh, what would be the other, the, the other biggest thing, probably using off ball blitzes would be the other thing I'd point to. Uh, they, they faced Josh Dobbs as a guy who, who read hot pretty well the last few weeks. And uh, even though, you know, the, his overall game was not, particularly good one of the things he did is when the ravens um you know gave him numbers or they rushed uh somebody from off ball he had a pretty good chance of doing that and they cut off all simulated pressure against Dobbs, which was an interesting thing because they love simulated pressure yeah it was interesting to see us go really vanilla in that game i mean we had it in hand for a while but it was definitely kind of surprising for us to change our mindset in that situation let's flip over to the offense if we can um i to me, you know, a lot of this game comes down to the Browns' star edge rushers. Uh, Garrett and Smith are still extremely potent. And uh, Miles Garrett has been so good and so good against the Ravens, but, every, but everybody, frankly, that I think part of what the what Harb... Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Boss said after the first game was you really have to attack them directly. You can't just let them come after you and run you try and run your normal passing game and whatnot and, and i think there's a lot of truth in that that uh, they need to run right at miles garrett who spends a lot of his energy trying to be miles garrett the pass rusher and you know, the other guy who had this a few years ago um who's the, the the allen i want to say josh allen but i don't think it's josh allen it was the guy who used to play for the vikings uh who was jared a, allen jared allen jared allen yes of course um he would run himself out of plays all the time miles garrett has some of that in him and uh, while he can be a really good edge setter, if that's what he wants to do, he rarely really wants to do that. He wants to, he wants to be a disruptive 
force. And it's like sort of like the difference between being a penetrating player on the interior and a two-gap player who can really be trusted to maintain space and mm-hmm. and uh, deny space effectively. And you want a mix of those guys. But uh, I, I do want to see them really go after Garrett and leave the pocket quickly when rush lanes break down. I think that's going to be important for Lamar to do. Uh, they do have JOK on this team. He's a, he's very much a player who is a thorn for Lamar in terms of a spy. So they got to be a little bit careful about that. Um, but the other thing is, is trying to make hot reads, uh, get the ball a, a out of there quickly uh, is always going to be important against this team. And oftentimes to Garrett's side uh, may pay off on that. The, the, Cleveland is probably going to use a spy because JOK is so good. JOK has been exceptionally good at coming downhill exactly when Lamar hints that he's leaving the pocket. There may not be time to bait spies with the outside pass rush being what it is, but I would like to see the Ravens incorporate that into the offense. This week might not be the perfect week, but it's something that if Lamar can take a step up and get JOK to bite, and that means there's space over the middle to throw, fantastic. That's a, that's a great way to attack uh, players who have traditionally been very difficult for the Ravens to handle. Yes, for sure. I think the the crucial thing is is Garrett going to because the way we can neutralize him is of course running at him, but specifically maybe running that um the guard tackle uh, counter that we run, running with the the mesh option, going that way. I think you can confuse Garrett because he's going to try and follow the tackle down a line or he has to stay with Lamar. Okay. So, so you're saying run guard tackle, right? Not left. Assuming exactly. Garrett's on, on, at, at left on side. the offensive left side. Exactly. Okay. So yeah, I, I, I agree with that. That's been, a, that's been effective in the past. That forces Garrett to make a decision and, and Lamar's good about making, about reading leverage and making that decision be wrong. And I think, but the only issue I have there is if he's bumped inside on some of those plays, if they're, let's say, obvious running situations, they're gonna actually—they're probably gonna put Garrett up front on a uh, Simpson and have another outside linebacker. So it's kind of like they have the penetration of him coming up the field, and then they have the um have the discipline on the outside of the outside linebacker because we all know Garrett wants to make the play, like you said. So I think they might counter that and have them inside so he doesn't have to worry about setting the edge and he can just focus on going upfield. And I think John's John Simpson would be the matchup he's, for him. He's the weak point on the line. Yep. He, he's been pretty good pass block in the last few games, as has Linderbaum. So that A gap on that side has not been bad at all. That was probably my biggest fear the whole season. But Linderbaum's improvement as a pass blocker has been just terrific this year. So um I, I'm uh, I I I see that that's a uh, that's a good thing. Did you was that yours or did you did you have a different one you wanted to talk about? Uh, I did have a different one. I have the Ravens screen game against the Browns pressure. Um, I'm going to be transparent. I hate when we run screens and they don't work. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just probably the worst play in football watching an unsuccessful screen. But the concept behind it is is it's just key. Um, you bring the defensive backs up if you continuously hit them on screens because they know that they can't just sit back and wait on a route. That will open up those deep shots that Lamar was looking for for Bateman last week. I think if we can get these corners and safeties on their front foot and maybe hit them with a stutter and go or a sluggo on a play action fake, 
those opportunities can pop open better if we hit the either a tunnel screen or running back screen, fullback screen, tight end screen. It's been a while since we had a successful one, and I just want us to get that going, especially against an excellent pass rushing team like Cleveland. Yeah, I, I'd like to see that too. I'd really love it if it were Mitchell or Duvernay or Hill that's running yep. that screen with Flowers um, it, taking traffic downfield. Uh, yep. you, you, you obviously... Or on the opposite side. Or on the Maybe opposite side, the yeah, that'd be fine too. Then it's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a, either way is a uh, is is a good choice, and maybe you give that just a just a moment to develop. You know, one of the things about a Garrett, he's in there so quickly, mm-hmm. he can often disrupt a screen pass, and he's long as hell. You know, in terms of 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 his reach and whatnot, his size, yeah. uh, he can disrupt a screen pass even when you're intentionally letting him by. So you, you're not you're not immune to pressure in those situations. And it's tough because we're forgetting about Zedaria Smith too, who's formidable on our outside as well. So it's it's a double-edged sword we have to face this week. We have Garrett on one side and Smith on the other. I'm kind of scared more about Garrett, obviously, because he's a defensive player at a year competition right now. But Stanley has given up some pressures to some guys that he shouldn't be giving up pressures to. So going against Stanley is going to be big test for him see where he's at this point in the season yeah i agree we do we do need ronnie to to basically i think i've seen qualitatively nice things the last few weeks but i look at his raw grade for the entire season right now uh is 0.62 uh it's just awful and uh by comparison mccary and moses the other two tackles are at 0.77 now they're both playing pretty well um, in fact, McCary had the first A-plus of the season by any Ravens lineman this last week. And uh, you know, we've seen fairly consistently not terrible play from Moses and sometimes very good. Um, so his 77 is also a, you know, a, a grade I'm very happy with. Both of them are playing really at a B level uh, for the season, which I'm, uh, I'm, I'm happy with. You know, Stanley is is right in there in the D range, honestly, and he, and he needs to pick it up. He, we need we need to see some better games. Last week, even though I gave up the sack to Boye Mafe, got beaten another time. Actually, two more times. One by Mafe, I think one was somebody else. On the sack to, fumble, uh, on the sack fumble, he got beat by Mafe. But then on another one, he it was basically in position to give up a sack to Mafe, and he'd been beat. But Lamar ran him out of the pressure, and in fact, Mafe chased him all the way down the field for a twenty-three yard gain. Oh, I remember that. Lamar and, turned on a different gear for that one. Yeah. And then and then there was another where he escaped pressure as well, but I think it was a different pass rusher. I, I think it was not Mafe. I'd have to look back and, and confirm that. But anyway, it, it's it's too much pressure that he's given up. And um, you know, this is it's not a get well game to face Miles yeah. Garrett, certainly. Uh, but what you know, we've seen heady play, which I which I'm happy about from from Ronnie, but uh, you know, he just he, he needs to continue a trend of improvement that we've seen the last few weeks in terms of, of qualitative play turned into better scoring. Um, because in the end, there's there's just no freaking substitute for hits per at bat for your offensive linemen. They get a ton of at bats per year. They just they have to have higher rates of success, not Pyrrhic victories. And unfortunately, that's that's kind of where we are for for Ronnie right now. Hopefully, Ronnie has a little more motivation this week going against the all pro so he can show the world that he's not finished in his career is has a little more left in the tank. I'm hoping Ronnie has one of those performances. It, it could be a statement there. game. Definitely could yeah. be a statement game. If he, if he, uh, if he steps up and does it. Praying. 
Well, Frazier, always a pleasure to do these shows with you. Um, uh, it's a great, uh, uh, hopefully, a, a listen either on your Saturday when you're mowing the lawn or uh, mowing the lawn in November. People don't really do that, do they? Or, or, <laughs> or on Sunday on your way to the ballpark. But uh, appreciate it. Tell folks where they can talk football with you online. You guys can find me on Twitter slash X at F underscore Rave 8. That's F underscore R-A-V-E-8. All right. Outstanding. And, and Frazier, you're coming up on the show after the L.A. Chargers game to talk the offense with me. So I'm looking forward to that. That'll be a lot of fun. Yes, uh, other folks out there, if you'd like to be on a film study short, hit me up. Uh, DMs are always open on Twitter and I'll get back to you very quickly. Again, pithy, short topic, something we can do in about 20 minutes is ideal. And I want to work with you to try and find out what topic really works for a show and maybe doesn't duplicate all the things we've we've done recently. For Fraser Tavar, this is Ken McCusick saying goodbye, and we'll talk to you next week on Matchups. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.